0: You know, competition versus collaboration is sometimes controversial. Some people feel that competition in the workplace is very healthy. Others feel that it isn't. I explored this in my career and I came up with some really interesting findings.
1: Welcome to There's a Better Way. Each episode, Dr. Arvind Chandrashekran, Professor and Academic Director, will sit down with a prominent expert or faculty leader to discuss how business principles can provide solutions to problems we may face in our professional and personal lives. This program is brought to you by Fisher Executive Education. Welcome to There is a Better Way. I'm here with Dr. Lynn Kelly. Lynn is a retired senior executive and currently a senior advisor for the Brown Brothers Harriman. Welcome to the program, Lynn. Thanks so much, Harvind. Lynn, can you tell us more about yourself and what have you done throughout
0: your career? I started off in healthcare and then went to education where I became a professor. I had a PhD in evaluation and research and I taught taught statistics. After that, I moved to Textron and ran Continuous Improvement and then I went to Union Pacific and ran Supply Chain and Continuous Improvement and that's uh, the company I retired from two years ago. And then I took my... Hardest job. I became a ski instructor in retirement, but <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell.
1: That was great. I mean, the various careers—being uh, a statistician to a continuous improvement champion to a ski instructor That is great <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so today's topic, Lynn, and I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this: is um, competition in the workplace? And um, I know that you've done extensive research on this topic, and you've also uh, seen this. At several of those organizations that you have led in. Uh, walk us through. Uh, I mean, like we all know competition in the workplace can be good, can be bad. Uh, walk us through your journey and tell us more about what you have found in your research and uh, practice.
0: Sure. Uh, so, you know, I started my career and was just kind of operating in my normal mode, which would be if someone competed against me, I, I competed back I didn't back down if they went dirty and you know tried to sabotage or whatever I tried to keep the high ground but the thing that I noticed is throughout the first 15 years or 20 years of my career or so it seemed like there was always a competition with somebody and I thought this was pretty normal Um, and in fact some of those people that were competing with me sometimes would would fight dirty and I thought this is just it's not fun but I thought it was normal so I started asking friends and they said well uh, no occasionally they have people who compete with them but but if it's happening every job everywhere then I started to wonder if maybe I was the common denominator maybe I was doing something to create a negative competition, even though I didn't realize it. So then I really tried to take it on look at myself, and I I realized some things, that if someone did compete with me, I did not back down. I didn't try to defuse it. And I think that was my first big mistake. Um, so I ran an experiment with myself, and I said, what if I stop competing no matter what? And I, I don't know about you, but for me, I would get that thought Oh, I'm gonna compete I'm gonna win I just stopped and every time that thought happened I would fight it and say no I'm not and then I realized that I needed to do something proactive rather than just stop competing I started if it was a competitor and we were in the same meeting I would praise their work if it was um, you know a situation where i could invite them to a meeting that would be important for them that i wouldn't previously had invited i would do that and i started being more proactive and that diffused a lot of it and then i finally took it the next step and i realized what if i partner with somebody who's a competitor what if i go to them and say you know what you do this really well i don't do this very well would you mentor me and and what I found is when I took it that step, not only did it diffuse the competition, but I became happier at work and I long term actually feel like it led to a lot of my success. Mm,
1: very interesting. So um, I want to go back to that idea that you had in mind is what if, if I can partner with my competitor right so um um because it's it's very it's very interesting insight there right i know like uh, in professional sports that's a common thing i've seen uh, tennis players i i watch tennis a lot and i see tennis players at the uh, top ranked tennis players competing with uh, some of their peer ranked players and then there is something that they're learning what do you think is going on there what are they learning when they are competing with others
0: you know what i can tell you what i learned okay. i learned that when I was competing with others, and then um, partnering with them, and then thrown in—sometimes you're thrown in a competition situation again with them—it's—it's it's a different dynamic, and actually, the level of work makes it come to a better place because you learn from each other, and—and and the cooperation that instills just makes it an overarching better thing. And I've also read those studies about um, about competitors who compete in sports, but then partner and, and train with each other. And that, those are the things that I've read that they've said. They've said, you know, this is my friend now. Um, and And we learn from each other. I think that's very interesting.
1: And then this also assumes a big thing here, right? Especially if you go away from uh, the sports, but also go to like a common Joe's workplace. This assumes that the person that you are actually cooperating with has the same mindset that you're going to bring in, right? So what happens if that's not the case?
0: That is often not the case if you start partnering with uh, someone who is competing with you outright Mm -hmm. and I hate to say you're playing to their ego because it's not a manipulative activity at least I didn't try to make it one but when you go to someone who is outwardly competing with you and you humble yourself and you say "Wow, you did you do a really good job at this whatever it is uh, you present well in meetings and or you do great reports and you say would you mentor me? Would you help me? And if I can help you with anything, I'm happy to help you. All of a sudden, that person has to reevaluate because now you're humbling yourself to them. You're telling them you think that they're better and you're also able to learn from them. And so that is uh, that it turned out to be a very effective way to both get, you know, improve yourself, but also improve the result. And let me give you an example of when I ask people or when I recognize why I competed, it was kind of, well, to achieve my goal. Well, the thing is, then you think about what are the downsides of competition and there are things like, um, jealousy poor working relationships feeling bad about yourself when you lose or when somebody's um, you know spreading rumors about you or not inviting you from meetings or cutting you out um, all of those things you can actually get better and achieve your goals get the positive part of competition without any of the downside, simply by partnering
1: Mm, Very, very interesting. Are there any specific, I know you said there's an example there, are there any specific moment in your life, in your um, tenure at any of these companies where this really paid off extensively for you?
0: Yes. And um, if I can pull in one of the quick research articles that I, Mm -hmm. because it explained it later, what I read as, uh, so I started the experiment before I started doing the research, and I really started diffusing competition. And what I uh, what I found is there's this there was a study on something called lucky people, and mm. it said we're going to examine if people are really lucky or if they're doing something to help their luck. So they they interviewed a closed group of people and said who who is lucky in your group, and the people pointed to certain people in the group that they thought were lucky and then they examined the relationships and what they found is lucky people had characteristics that that made other people more willing to help them so lucky people shared the credit lucky people um gave credit to others lucky people really uh, tried to create good relationships and so that then when somebody said oh here's a job that's opening up, I'd love to get lucky person in my department, or hey, I know somebody who's selling a car and lucky person needs a car, or, you know, what happens is, you create kind of this bubble of of positivity around you, and that's my own words, not the research, but basically, in looking back over my career, and I always thought, wow, I'm really lucky, I got that job, wow, I'm really lucky, I, you know, I got that, that project through on time and under budget, and then you look back and you go, could it be because people it's not just me helping myself move forward and achieving my goals it is the people around me because i'm sharing credit i'm praising them publicly i'm bringing them into part of a team feeling maybe it is part of that whole thing that i started in my mid-30s that kind of made and and no one's fighting against you you know when you're competing with people people want to pull you down in some ways Mm -hmm. and if you're not competing with them you don't have that you don't even have to deal with that negativity now does it always work no do people who who pull people down and lie and flatter the boss and do all these things to get ahead sometimes get ahead yes it you know it's not a utopia but overall i think it's the most effective way to operate for me anyway
1: yeah I think it going back to that <clears throat> idea of utopia, so when do you think it it won't work from your experience?
0: yeah, yeah, so from my experience, and then I want to tell you a quick research study which I sure. which helped me understand this better in my experience um, it doesn't it it doesn't work if you have a leader who is trying to create competition and believes that that is truly the best way to get the best result and constantly uh, sets up kind of competitions and outwardly it praises competition it doesn't work then it also doesn't work i found personally there are some people who just did not respond they continue to compete Um, occasionally in my career i I just couldn't break through the barrier no matter what I did trying to, you know, look, I'm not a threat. And I wouldn't say that, but trying to every overt action I could bring to say, I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm not a threat. I would love to partner with you. They still just couldn't get their mindset around it. And and then you have to be really careful with them because sometimes people fight dirty, they spread rumors, they whatever, whatever. And, um, and just recognize, Wow, I'm going to still not compete, but, this person is not responding, and there's nothing, (laughs) it's really hard uh, to get through to them. Um, So, and then the studies have said, there was, what I love about this one study, it was a meta-analysis, and I know you know what that means, but maybe your listeners don't. It basically takes a lot of other studies about the same topic, and it brings it all together and comes up with one overarching solution and this study this meta-analysis took 122 studies about competition and it broke it down into saying how often was competition not effective and how often was it effective and they said there are three different ways to achieve your goal in the workplace competitively cooperatively or independently so I can do it with others or I can do it by myself or I can compete with others and it said over 50% of the time cooperation did better than working independently or competing. Six percent of the time competition was more successful and it didn't say why but I think we've all seen it. We've seen people that are really really good about pushing their own case forward and they don't really spare any are you know at all costs kind of thing and they will stoop to whatever you know flattering lying all kinds of things and you know people people are influenced by that and there are times when competition and if people who do that are really really good in terms of they can get deliver great results they're really smart they can be very successful for a, for a long time or even their entire career. So it does, you can't say that if you don't compete, you'll always win. If that's your goal is ultimately to win. But ultimately, I made winning not my goal any longer. I just said my goal is to do the best job I can personally do and to bring people along with me.
1: Hmm. And I, I want to go back. This is very interesting. And, and also the, um, the research insight that you brought in is, is quite fascinating. So I want to go back to the point that you were trying to say is that this is not going to work when you have a leader who wants to, like, again, promote competition among his subordinates, right? right so right. Um, and if but 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 the, the evidence from your research shows that more than 50 percent of the time, cooperation really is the way to go. How do you like now break the barrier with the leaders? Is there anything that you have done in the past where, okay, and I know my leader is promoting competition, but we know cooperation among my team is the best way to go. Is there a best practice out there that can allow me to like educate my leaders in a way that they change the way that they are leading
0: people? Yeah, um, I was primarily researching individuals in competitive situations, but I can tell you from my personal experience that um, in spite of the outward appearance of competition to the manager, I would just have people I would partner with internally and we we would work and we would share information and we would try to help each other and then But we would each be down our own path and the final result with the manager would be different but we would be doing it almost like the athlete uh, the athletes do where you train together and you share your best practices and then what you do with that afterwards uh is then there's a one point in time where you're competing but then you go back to partnering again and and that i think that's effective i've never really gone uh, I've only had a couple of managers that have set up those situations, and I've never really gone to one of them and said, "Hey, I don't think this is healthy." Um, you know, I, so I can only speak from personal experience. And okay. what I've done is partner under the radar. <laughs> That's
1: good. So, Lynn, I also want to go back. I know, like, I want to ask you about competition and incentives. Sometimes, again, like that could also be a. Uh, a motivator or a demotivator in terms of it. So in your research or in your own personal experience, have you seen how to structure them in a way that you can create more cooperation and less competition?
0: Yeah. Well, so I would only again, speak from my own research. Uh, I did, I did, there was a study though on the relationship between individual salaries of a, a group of, a group of business people and, Uh, weather and their level of competitiveness within the workplace and found that in general and this is now I'm speaking from my memory um, and I can't give you specific numbers but in general people who cooperated in the workplace had higher salaries than people who there was an inverse relationship between competition and salary level so it was was highly correlated positively between cooperation and salary so and salaries are a type of incentive i'm thinking though you're intending also to think about let's say we're, we're competing with another department for budget dollars hmm. and we we need to be able to get the budget dollars that will um that will enhance our own programs and and i think the thing is that overall there's got to be a place where somebody says what's Best for the company? And is there a way to see if we can work across department lines and look for overarching solutions? Because often when we're competing for something like budget dollars, we are really have truly our own self interest at heart. I mean, it's just the way, at least in every workplace I've been in, when you're competing for budget dollars, your department is looking to promote the things that they care most about. And we don't really learn what the other departments care about. Um, And we don't really care because we're all about promoting ours. And if their solution would would happen to bring more bang for the buck to the company, well, we're going to try to make ours look like it has more bang for the buck. And maybe, you know, sometimes in a lot of organizations, and I know we did this at Union Pacific, we would all rate and rank each other's ideas for capital expenditures. And we would, and then somehow or another, you can find a way to, to be able to have the ones that are best for the company or that people in the company feel are most valuable or rise to the top.
1: Interesting. But again, like in this point, again, your, your thing is Lynn that you're working together to collaboratively identify uh, what's the, what's the one important thing that helps all the entities within the organization. And that allows you to like let go of competition and more towards cooperation. So.
0: right right and and recognizing that there will always be the finish line but but that's not the overarching the the overall reason that that you're working towards your goal you know in other words there will always be the time where the budget money's allocated that's mm. that's like the race okay that's when you're at but but the, all the training that goes into that that's the part that's the day to day stuff you you know you live or when two people in the same department apply for that manager position and you're competing that's the that's the finish line that's the time where you compete but then you collaborate right afterwards the person who didn't get the job does not try to suboptimize the effectiveness of the new leader just to show to the company that there was a mistake made i mean there is times when you do have to compete that's you have to recognize that but then as soon as it's over, you have to collaborate. thats I mean, that's me. That's me personally. I'm not saying that's the way everybody should operate, but that's what I believe in for myself.
1: Okay. And I know we're running out of time, Lynn. Like, I do want to ask one final question. So if there is a listener out there who says, these are all great, uh, and, but I need to start somewhere, what do you recommend to them?
0: Yeah, you know, for, I, I would recommend to them kind of experiment I did to myself, the first thing is get in your brain and every time it says, oh, I'm going to compete, I'm going to win. You just shut that thought down and you try to, you know who's competing with you. You try to diffuse that situation and you try to collaborate. And if you manage people, you try to diffuse the competition and build a team that works together that supports each other. And ultimately, what I found for me as a person is that it, it took a while for that little green, you know, gremlin in my brain who wanted to compete all the time to just be quiet and go away. But then after a while, it, it became second nature. It, and now sometimes if I'm in a competitive situation, it almost, uh, I just, I, I just have, a, I withdraw from it. I just don't want, to do it because I I just have such a different reaction. And that's just been a little habit forming. And at this point it's second nature, but I wanna partner, I wanna collaborate. That is a
1: very nice mental exercise for any individual listener out there. So thank you so much, Lynn. Um, um, This has been a great uh, experience for me listening and learning more about how to think about competition differently, especially in the workplace and how we can actually put a positive spin towards it. And I'm sure our listeners uh, share the same feeling. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. For more episodes or information about executive education program offerings, please visit fisher.osu.edu.